Tennessee Wildcast is live on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. I'm Jason Harmon. Uh, I'm your host, and I uh, got Mr. Barry Cross in here with me today. He's helping co-host and Mr. James Kelly, our dear biologist here at the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. How are y'all doing? Welcome in. This is going to be a good show. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, it's Deer season's in full swing. I think I titled this Deer, Deer, and More Deer. Deer, Deer, and so, More Deer. Nice. That's, uh, that's, what we're, that's what we're talking about that's today. what everybody's talking about that's right, right now, isn't it? Um, a lot of people have been in the woods. Uh, Most loader season's in full swing, and this Saturday is gun season. Uh, i got to tell you, if gun season goes the way that everything else has this year so far we're we're gonna see some really good deer taken now every deer is a trophy i've killed my share of trophies that are not on the wall right um but there have been some really incredible bucks taken this year and uh i mean deer hunting in tennessee uh it, to me is probably better than it has ever been mm-hmm. and uh that i mean even our our juveniles were bringing in um, some really trophy animals, so uh, it, it's a lot of fun to watch. Well, you're out in the field. I'm gonna kill that music. It's glitching on us. You're out in the field more than than I am a lot of times. So you you interact with those youngsters at those young sportsmen hunts, and and you always got a camera in hand. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've tried to catch some some deer on camera this year. Well, I didn't get as many of those on camera this year as I'd wanted, but uh, you know, just to just to see these kids come in with, you know, it, it doesn't have to be. Uh, a 10 point it can be a six point or a spike mm-hmm. for a kid and, and they are excited but the, there were kids coming in with you know eight nine eleven point deer um so i mean for a kid to be able to harvest an animal i mean you're, you're talking about a mature buck that that uh is not going to just walk out in the field and, and stand broadside for you so i mean it, uh, deer hunting is really getting good in Tennessee, and and you know, since then, mm-hmm. since then, muzzleloader opened, and uh, we're seeing lots of good deer being checked in. Uh, it's 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 quite a quite a thing to watch. Well, speaking of good deer being checked in, uh, I'm gonna show some some pictures. Some folks have been sending us stuff on Instagram uh, and sharing them with us the, through that, and then uh, Barry sent me one that he got the other day. But uh, this is Miss Taylor Wall. Montgomery mm-hmm. County. She got a nice 11 point uh, back on November the 8th. Uh, so she was pretty pumped about that. She shared it with us. We posted it on Instagram. If you hadn't, if you hadn't been on our Instagram channel, go check it out. Um, and this is Tristan Scott from Henderson County. That's his first muzzleloader kill. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Nice little, nice little eight point. And uh, let's see, got a couple more here. Ryan, this is at uh, Ryan Dole. That's his Instagram handle. Uh, Roan County, 10 point. Wow. Very nice. Uh, and they say they don't grow them up in East Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to see more and more deer come out of that area there around Megs and Roan and right. some of those. That's There's some big deer in there. They're just, they're just hiding. They know how to hide. And this one was was harvested back toward uh, earlier in the in the season, back in September in mm-hmm. Sumner County, a little 10-point. say little 10-point, big 10-point. That's a nice one there. And he uh, he shared that with us actually this past week. He said, I didn't know I could send it to you and show it, you know, share yeah. it with you. So yeah. he sent it in, and it's pretty cool to see. And, and then uh, this bad boy here, uh, you sent 16 points. Tell us about this deer. Do you know much about it? I don't know much about it. Uh, uh, the manager down at Laurel Hill, Pam McDonald, sent that picture in. And, you know, that's 
that's about as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, look at that mass. I know. I don't know that I could have shot it. Uh, let it go another year. No, I, <laughs> I'd actually fell well, out of the stand. Well, wait, wait. We're about to show one of your deer, so oh, yeah, we know yeah, what yeah. you like to shoot. <laughs> These little scrawny guys. Yeah, huh? yeah. I don't like them big ones. Oh, so. uh, so that was pretty cool. And his name is uh, William Singleton of Millersville. Mm-hmm. That's Sumner County. That's yeah, in Sumner County, County, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was back on November third, sixteen point. And here's Mr. Barry Cross. Yeah. He got lucky. I got lucky every now and again. You've harvested two bucks, so you're out. Yeah, no done. more bucks, right? Yeah, it's kind of sad. But, uh, you know, I actually went out uh, after work. I probably sat in the stand for 40 minutes for that deer. And luckily I had my wife with me, and she said she heard something coming. So I, I stuck my head out of the blind, and there he was. So, um, yeah, you know. And I'm still going to hunt. I mean, you can you can harvest your does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I've got kids. I want to take my kids out, uh, let them hunt, or just be out there with them. They hunt on their own mostly in hell. And, uh, but, uh, I, you know, one other thing, uh, just talking about women, I just got through uh, going down to the Becoming an Outdoor Woman muzzleloader hunt yeah. this past weekend. And let me tell you, uh, women who think, uh, you know, I can't do this, or I, I, I'm limited for some reason. Mm-hmm. I could show you 30 women who were empowered by going out and hunting. They enjoyed the hunt. I hunted one morning with uh, a 74-year-old Miss Barbara Hammonds, and uh, 74 years old. She started hunting last year, and uh, she said for 30 years I didn't go hunting. Uh, my husband tried to get me to go hunting, and I never did it. Uh, she started getting into it with her grandkids. She mm-hmm. had a, a grandchild that her last grandchild that was going through it. So she took Hunter's safety with him and took him on his hunt and decided it was for her. She was going to try it. Last year didn't kill anything. This year she she struggled. She had a couple things with a couple different bucks that came in um, and didn't get one. But she did harvest a doe that evening and she was just tickled. Had a good time. Yeah. yeah. And so. You know, it's not, you're not restricted by age. You're not restricted by, you know, male or female. You you can still enjoy it. And it's it's really a lot about getting out there and just being in the outdoors. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, just watching somebody enjoy it for the first time is incredible. Yeah. James, we, I don't have a picture of any deer you've killed this year. I was going to ask you the same thing. Have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have been in the woods one time, and with me and my son, and I had a little eight-point come in on us, and uh, I passed up on him. And then I decided, well, maybe I'll take him. And then he, he went the wrong direction, got behind some stuff. I couldn't take a shot. So uh, but it was cool to see some deer yeah. and be out there. I've had a couple missed opportunities myself. I had a, I was full draw on a, a pretty good one and just needed him to stop. And I did, you know, meh. That's what, <laughs> that's what that's what you have to do. That's what yeah. I say on TV anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't stop. He bounded off. He bolted. Yeah. You know, so he was about 30 yards away before he stopped again, and by that time he was too far. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but maybe I was too loud with it. I don't know. Just you startled him. him. Yeah. yeah. He was pretty close. <laughs> he was really close. You're supposed to go, meh. <laughs> <laughs> you should get a little too loud. Yeah. So this Saturday, uh, the November 17th, is the opening of um, opening of gun season. So everybody can uh, put their muzzleloaders up if they want to and grab a gun and head on out there on Saturday. Um, weather's or, looking... or you can hunt with the bow or yeah, the muzzleloader. You can. It's open yeah. to all of them. Yeah, so. just uh, make sure you got the right licenses that, that match up with the, the equipment Weapon. that you're using. Yep. 
and remember, if you're hunting, uh, if you're going to try to kill a doe during this time of year, you got to have that top 94 to, to harvest on on. Uh, yes, you do. On, uh, on to harvest a doe. Uh, yes, everywhere. Uh, unless you're a landowner or a sportsman's license holder or a lifetime license holder, those are exempt. But uh, if you're going to kill a doe during this time of year, get you a top 94. And um, real quick, the weather. I pulled it up today, and it's looking pretty good. Uh, for the rest of the week, it's going to be a little bit of rain, a little, a little rainy. But on Saturday, it's supposed to be like 33, 34 degrees there. Uh, so it should be a good Saturday morning. Real crisp morning, it sounds like. Yeah, so frost deer on the ground moving. and deer moving, hopefully. Uh, so anyway, and then the rest of the week looks pretty good up until Thursday. It's going to maybe rain a little bit. So just um, uh, get out there if you can. Enjoy it. Have fun. Uh, would you say the rut's on right now? Uh, it, you're starting to see it, uh, some chasing in different areas. It's mm-hmm. not uh, consistent all across Middle Tennessee or, or the state for that matter, but you're starting to see uh, the beginning of uh, chasing, which is usually a lot of smaller bucks. Mm-hmm dog and does running through the woods yeah. uh and uh if you're patient you know uh, if you see that and you're patient the uh, big boy might be right behind that so um yeah it's it's starting to happen and we'll probably be seeing a lot more of it over the next uh three weeks you think yeah it'll, yeah it'll peak and i'll give you some uh i guess a biologist answer and that's kind of one of the things we're not real sure of in tennessee right now and we've other states uh, around us recently in, in the southeast have taken a real comprehensive look at that and found that there are kind of distinct uh, regions through, that have difference even within a state. Mm. Uh, states like Alabama, uh, Florida, um, Mississippi have found that uh, there's a few different um, zones where there's just kind of differences in peak rutting. We've looked into it a little bit in Tennessee, but we haven't done that. Mm-hmm. comprehensive statewide thing that's so that's uh, something that's coming um sooner rather than later for tennessee mm-hmm. um and i could see i could see what you're saying because i mean it was last friday i think it was i seen two different bucks uh running i was just driving down the road and i, I seen one chasing a doe trying to corner and not let her cross the road well he did or she did and then he couldn't he couldn't get across the fence got caught up and fell back a couple times and then on up the road a little bit further, I seen another one just standing there with some does. And then once he saw me, he stopped, tried to take a picture of me, ran off. But yeah, so I've, I've seen some of that, yeah. you know, maybe in zones or different areas. So. Yeah, and I think it was 2012, so it predates uh, me here at TWA. But our some of our biologists in Region Two in Southern Middle Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, did a bunch of sampling of um, fetuses, and from the fetus you can backdate uh, to when conception was, and they found. Um, it was pretty variable, and in some uh, in some counties, uh, right along the, the Alabama line there, that peak breeding was in late December, early January. Mm-hmm. Um, so for some of the areas, it might be a little bit, little might be a, yeah, yeah, might be a little while yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, just real quick, you know, we mentioned the season starts this Saturday. to the 17th of November, runs through January 6th, and then that special unit uh, Unidale. Uh, antlerless hunt opens back up for a week or so um but top 94 is not the only license you need we mentioned that that's if you want to harvest the doe make sure you check your guide and get your proper you know uh, hunting fishing license there to to cover you for the for the hunt so let's move on uh, and talk about hey we're uh, gonna we're gonna be out in force this weekend too uh, the, the agency is is uh, okay is uh, uh you know 
there's been all that talk about chronic wasting disease, and I'm sure people get tired of hearing about it mm -hmm. uh, year after year, but uh, we're talking about it because it's important, and uh, we don't want it in Tennessee, and uh, we've been doing uh, testing over the last two years, and, and James, this year you've done something different with the testing. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like you said, the past couple of years we've really uh, got the volume of samples up there. We've gone from about 200 samples a year to the past two years, we've got up to about 2,000 samples a year. Um, but last season, we started kind of in, in the background, uh, started a project with uh, some folks at Cornell University. There's a disease ecologist there. Um, we partnered with her uh, to help us assess the risk for chronic wasting disease mm -hmm. in Tennessee and assess it specifically for each county, what the relative risk for chronic wasting disease was. And um, we looked at things like, uh, we went out and talked to all of our taxidermists and processors, how much volume do they do? How much volume had they done from out of state carcasses? Um, because for the past several years that was still legal. So uh, mm -hmm. we you know, just asked them where, where they had um, carcasses coming in from. Um, we took a look at whether the counties bordered a positive state or not, so that would contribute to a county's um, relative amount of risk. Um, and we did a, um, they call it expert elicitation, basically interviewing our biologists and field staff about where they feel um, the biggest risk is for introducing chronic wasting disease. Oh, that was the other thing, uh, high fences in the state if a county has um, high fence facilities, uh, that that would elevate that county's um, risk level. And so gotcha. we did this risk assessment, and uh, basically we came up with a risk-based um, chronic wasting disease surveillance plan. And so whereas previously we just had regional quotas, now we're going to we have um, county-specific uh, point totals. Um, and so it's not num number of deer, but mm -hmm. um, it's point totals, and each uh, different types of deer have different um, point are worth. Values. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, like, so, uh, so in our previous version, it was like we got this, we got the quota, so we're good. But we may not may not have had two or three deer from one particular county, I guess. Yeah. So, so now we're mixing. We want to keep the volume up, but now we want to spread it around to so that we're looking in all the right places. We're looking more, mm -hmm. but now we want to look. Um, also in the right places. And Jason, I, I had a couple maps if you want to pull up. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, here's the one first one you sent me. Yeah, so this is um, the surveillance plan for this year. Um, kind of a heat map. The hot, the darker colors, red, are areas that have um, more risk and for are, chronic wasting this, disease. These numbers are not the total number of deer. It's the number of points, right? Yeah. So Not the number of points on the antlers, but the points that value. our biologists have to get. And this right. isn't important for hunters to know. This is just uh, just to let you know what we're doing um, and on what our biologists are working on um, out in each region. And so like an older age class buck is worth um, three points, whereas a younger age class um, doe is worth one point. Okay. Or a fawn is worth zero points because right. they're not likely to find it. So basically the idea here is, here is we want to find it. We want to maximize the probability of finding it mm -hmm. should it exist in Tennessee. Right. It's never been detected in Tennessee, um, but should it get introduced, we want to find it right away. And before we go any further, 
let's reiterate that we do not have chronic wasting di- disease in Tennessee that we know of. And for folks just joining us or who are not familiar with this disease, real quick, explain what CWD is before we move yeah, further. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good thing to clarify before we move on. Yeah, so CWD, uh, chronic wasting disease. It's um, it's called a it's a, a group of diseases called a transmissible. Uh, spongiform encephalop- encephalopathy. All right. That's Say that. what he said. All right, yeah. Barry, you go. <laughs> you <laughs> not try my it. turn. I'm not um, doing that one. Or TSE. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, it's the same group of diseases like uh, mad cow disease in in bovine, um, scrapie in sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's not a bacteria. It's not a virus. Um, the causative agent is a, a, an infectious prion. A prion is a, a misfolded protein okay and um and that's hard for people to wrap their heads around because i i get asked all the time why don't you just come up with something to kill it but you really can't it's not alive is it it's yeah you can't kill it it's not alive it's um it's um whether it's still viable or not and basically the infections prions um persist in the environment indefinitely Mm -hmm. um so yeah once it's out there as far as we know, it's it's out there for sur- good. Surviving the soil or yeah, things like that. And that's that. why early detection is so important. So if it's out there we wanna we wanna contain it right where right where it's at. And also and obviously ideally we want to keep it out. And that's why we're doing right. so many preventative right. things. But if it uh, does enter the state, we wanna find it right away and contain that and area. Th- along those lines, we wanna keep it out. We wanna mention that uh, we do have chronic waste and disease restrictions in place, and that's not for just states that have chronic waste and disease. That's for any state. Right. So if you go outside Tennessee's borders and you harvest a deer, do not bring it back into the state uh, to a taxidermist or to a processor right. without going to our, our chronic waste and disease page in our guide or on our Which website. Page 30. We've mentioned it multiple times on the show. Page 30 is the, the restrictions for what you can and can't bring back and uh, so yeah follow that just follow that i mean it's it's and you know it's it's a simple thing uh but it could mean a lot down the road because uh it, once like jason uh james said once we get it uh there's no going back we're gonna have to live with it so if we can keep it out that's that's our best case uh going forward is just not having it so these this map shows the greatest risk. Yeah, and where we're going to be uh, sampling this year. And, and Jason, I have another map. This is kind of cool to show when you take this year's surveillance points and apply it to last year's data, this kind of shows where we uh, oversampled last year. Um, according to this plan, you know, we Roan County, um, according to this plan, we've oversampled, and mm-hmm. we need to add more in, um, like, Fayette, Hardeman, McNary, and Hardin counties, um, those are show kind of where we are going to sample more than we ever have previously, right. and which is a good thing because of um, the positives that they've been finding in Mississippi, uh, and we actually, Mississippi found one, uh, a positive um, about 40 miles from our border, and yeah, we have another far. map showing that. I don't know if... Sure, we can move on to that one, too. Um, okay. But that... Uh, that positive was in uh, the third positive was found fairly recently, right? It was, but that was in the original county. Uh, 
I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, starts with an I, Saquena County or something yeah, down near uh, Louisiana. Okay. Uh, they haven't found another positive um, in the Pontotoc County area, but this map shows yeah, the the point where they they sampled that uh, positive deer. It was a, a year and a half old male, um, and that pink line there shows our 25 mile buffer from our state line, and that's. 25 miles is the trigger for our response plan. Right. Um, and we'll, we'll hit on that in a few minutes. A yeah. Bit. But um, we kind of, because of this surveillance plan, and um, Mississippi was positive when we did our risk assessment last year, um, we've already, we're already going to do much more intensive sampling in those um, southwest counties this year than we ever have previously that was going to be one of my questions like if you're in hardeman fayette mcnary harden wayne all those right there do you do you sample harder and do you uh do you encourage the the hunters and the sportsmen to help out or what can be done right there anything well yeah we're going to be um our biologists are going to be sampling hunter harvested deer um in those counties like i said more than uh we ever have before and um our biologists are currently kind of strategizing, assessing where we are after muzzleloader. They got a bunch of samples after muzzleloader, and mm-hmm. they're going to be um, kind of moving around at different processors. And so I talked to the Region 1 biologist uh, just before coming on, and he said um, you know, to, to monitor our agency social media, and they'll kind of um, let hunters know where they're going to be if they want to get there. Okay. Cool. Um, if they harvest a deer in that in that region, if they want to bring it in, uh, find us where we're going to be on opening day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we can we can pull a sample, and it'll help us get our our county so are we point quotas. Mainly sitting on um, sitting on uh, processors or or just random ta- uh, where you check your deer in check stations or yeah, almost exclusively we're working with um, at processors. We'll set up. Uh, it might be a processor that's also a check station, or it might just be a processor that gets a lot of deer, gotcha. and uh, we'll grab some, you know, we're, we're getting biological data too, age and sex, because mm-hmm. we want to know the age and sex of the harvest, but if it's a a deer from a county where we still need points, we're going to go ahead and pull um, lymph nodes and have those tested for uh, chronic wasting disease. Uh, that rem- that made me think of another question. If y'all are taking these samples, is it going to affect the, the, the trophy if they want to have the deer mounted? Or e- Yes. Um, so if they bring a, a mature buck in um, and they're wanting to get mounted, we just we don't pull the samples off of those. We just, wait, we just get our samples a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are working with taxidermists, select taxidermists as well, especially in those... Um, underrepresented counties where we need to increase our sampling we're partnering with taxidermists um to pull samples for us cool and uh, we have like a little incentive program for those um those taxidermists to help us out to get those yeah that's cool that way we can get them off an older age class box Mm -hmm. which uh, typically they're at a higher risk yeah yeah they have um uh, a higher incidence of a chronic wasting disease in mature bucks versus uh, younger bucks or versus females. So I would, I would encourage the folks southwest Tennessee to to search out for those processors, find those places that were set up. If you harvest the deer Saturday, or uh, are these stations just set up on Saturday and Sunday? Or it'll be yeah, it'll probably be Saturday, and again we'll assess where we are with our our point quotas. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, having a, a program for hunters is something we're exploring right now. If hunters are, are curious and just want to get their deer tested. Um, but because we don't have, we've not detected it, we don't have any reason to believe um, that um, deer have, a hunt. They, they shouldn't be concerned at this point. Right. Um, but we understand that some hunters just want to be mm-hmm. safe. So that's something we're discussing internally. How do we um, handle that logistically, systematically? And so uh, stay tuned on that. Okay, cool. And two, if somebody's not going to have that deer mounted, maybe you're going to do a European mount mm-hmm. and you got a, a nice deer, you think maybe three and a half or better, just come by and let's, let's take a sample. That helps us um, get that quota for that county. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to take all of us once to prevent and once we ever get this disease, it's going to take everybody to, to – work on this together so Mm -hmm. educate each other and all that stuff um so what if real quick if we can't hit on that what if what if we find it uh what's what's tennessee what's the twra and all the other folks that have to deal with this the other partners like ag and what are we going to do you know what's what's kind of the first steps well um that's a good question we have a, a response plan um it's functional now, and we're, we're continually working on it, and we had that uh, tabletop exercise recently where we met with the um, relevant agency partners mm-hmm. right. and gone through, went through a few different scenarios uh, of how it might get, um, how we might get that first notice that there's a positive deer, whether it's in captivity or in the wild or uh, within that that 25 mile and that, that tabletop plan uh, a lot of people don't know what you're talking about but that that was uh several different state and federal agencies got together and you basically had scenarios didn't you that's mm-hmm. like what if what if this and what if this and uh i mean all these agencies are working together uh, yeah so what did what did you get out of that Quickly, well, we're about to run out of time. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, it kind of exposed um, the gas as you walk through the scenarios: who's calling who, uh, where do you keep that data? How would we know if that happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of exposed some things where we need to um, just do a little bit more planning and have our, our ducks in a row so we can uh, just have a, a coordinated response and be effective in our response. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it it really is. It's gonna it's gonna take everybody working together and. Uh, uh, it's good to see that a lot of different people are concerned about this and that are taking it seriously. Um, so, I mean, yep. I guess see you November 17th. You come into Macon County, I'm going to be at the check station there. I'm not sure where my assignment is yet. I'm still waiting to hear, but I'll be out somewhere at a check station. Right. Well, y- y'all have fun out there this weekend. Uh, kill you a big buck and uh, – and, uh, come by and see us at one of these check stations or these processors and have your deer sampled if you can if you let's do that we'd love to get that sample and uh, we appreciate uh, y'all tuning in watching on facebook listening on the radio thanks to our radio partners out there and very thanks for co-hosting james thanks thanks for being our expert today and uh we'll uh be here next week right here on tennessee wildcast so see y'all next time all right thanks for tuning in Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.